just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Oh, hey, sorry, I got a little distracted here. Uh, I got a text right before the uh, the interview started here, and, you know, I, 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 we do that, right? I'm joking, but we, we do that. Sometimes I get through my day, and I go, I didn't get anything done, and it's because things just, you know, kind of come up, or you, you go down rabbit holes. I am a rabbit hole guy. I know all sorts of useless things because I've read about them, uh, you know, on the Internet for way too long, too much time. And, and, you know, sometimes that, that's fine. It can be a nice dis- distraction, if you will, or, you know, just sometimes exploratory uh, learning. That's the way I like to look at it. But sometimes it can, be, it can be destructive. It can get us really off course. I'm just about finished with a book that I've been working on for 10 years. And you go, how do you do that? Well, you get distracted an awful lot. We're going to take a moment to focus our attention on focusing our attention. Why? So we can be more productive, we can be more fulfilled, we can have a better use of our time and energy. And to do that, I have someone who has actually put a lot of thought into this, and he has a new book. It's called Listen to Your Day. It's by Paul Angoni. And he is here to give us a few tips to uh, get us back on track and keep us on track so that we can we can get where we want to go and where we need to go. So I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, and if you can focus on this for a few minutes, I think it will help you. Paul, how are you doing, man? Great to have you on Life Today Live. Oh, oh thank you for having me. That was a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> Is it, do you do this? Is this something that, that you have, uh, obviously you've dealt with it because you're writing, writing a book on it, but how, how much of this has been personal for you? Oh yeah, each each book I've written has it started with me feeling like I was completely failing at something. <laughs> uh, so I wrote books for your for twenty somethings. You know, I have one hundred one secrets to your twenties. These books for twenty somethings because I felt like I was failing most of my twenties. This is such a hard decade of my life. Well, now fast forward, I'm not in my twenties anymore. Four kids, a wife, and I just felt like I was missing out on the things that were most important to me. And I felt like I was losing a battle and yet I didn't even realize I was, I was fighting in a battle, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the biggest problem. I just felt like I was willingly giving away my attention mm-hmm. and I had no control over it anymore. Yeah. I felt like I, I completely lost that ability to even realize that I had a problem. Right. <laughs> and that's the, that's the telltale sign of an addiction, right? You don't, you don't even necessarily know that you have a problem anymore. <laughs> And so that was kind of me. It was me raising my hand and saying, you know what? I got a, I have a problem. I, I, I need to figure this out. And that's how it started. And so researching and writing and really thinking about this topic of our own attention and where are we placing that during the day? How, what's the age range of your kids? 12, 10, 7, and 4. Okay, okay. So I've, I've got four as well. They're all in their 20s. Well, one of them just hit 30. So they're 24, 26, 28, and 30 right now. Um, well, there you go. My other books would be helpful for them. <laughs> That's perfect for them. But when, when I look back, you know, at uh, our time raising those kids, it's, it's crazy town, you know. Uh, it's nonstop busy. But yet there's, there's gaps in my memory. I'm like, 
I, you know, I don't remember these things. And a lot of times it's because I, I wish I had been more aware of, of actually living in the moment. And, you know, it, it, it is tough because you've got all these things going on. You know, you're, you're trying to work, you're, you're trying to take this kid to this practice and get this kid to their thing. Um, but I, you know, the one thing, if I could go back and do it again, I would be more focused on, well, listening to my day, but being present with them Mm -hmm. in the moment and, and, you know, making an effort to enjoy it because sometimes the distractions actually make what you're supposed to be doing, what you are doing, uh, less enjoyable. Um, you experiencing some of this in this time? Oh, yes. And, and it's, it's an intense time. You know, if Mm -hmm. anybody is raised young kids or is raising young kids, uh, it's tough. And I'm, I'm a work at home dad. So I'm around my kids all the time. Oh boy. Uh, and my wife and I have even switched back where she's gone more to work and I've stayed home with the kids more. We've, we've gone back and forth. And, uh, so it's tough. It takes everything of you. I mean, it really is the hardest job you'll ever do and the most fulfilling job. It is. But but now you go to a playground, you know, let's say, and I've done this many times, I'm sure somebody can picture this, going to a playground, lots of kids, parents sitting around on the edge, and what is pretty much 95% of the parents doing? We're all on our phones. Yeah. We're all just escaping away. And, mm-hmm. and I get it. You're so tired. You're so exhausted. <laughs> and it's just this mindless thing. You know, it's like eating junk food. You know, you just, all of a sudden you're doing it and you don't even realize you're eating, you know, potato chips until you're into your like third bag. And then it hits you like, wait a second. I didn't even know I was doing this. And that's what it's like being in our phone. But the problem is that this break that we're taking into our phones is really breaking us. It's not a productive break. It doesn't give us the the rest and the peace mm-hmm. and the joy uh, that we need. And really we're replacing all those moments that maybe we would even have prayed in the past you know, God help me in this moment. I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed. Help me, Lord. And instead, we're pulling out our phone as this reflex response, and and now we're escaping into our phone for the answers for peace. And and I think many of us can can relate to you know how, how many of us spend thirty minutes on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, God forbid, and <laughs> uh, and then you leave that experience thinking, you know, I feel so much better about my life. You know, I feel great. I feel energized. I feel hopeful. I feel positive. <laughs> not, not many of us leave that experience feeling that way. So, so why do we keep going to that as our first response to to find the things that we really need to get through our day, but also find life and joy and peace throughout our day? So, what's the solution? Where where do we where do we start? Because you know, we don't need to be luddites and just put down. Because I mean, yeah, there's obviously a great benefit. I can track my kids. I tracked my kids through college. Like my parents had no idea where I was when I was in college, right? So there, are, you know, we're not we don't want to throw everything out. How do we? Yeah. How do we get some discipline in here? Yeah, I think that's I think that's really where it starts. Is first we have to realize that uh, we have to make intentional choices with this. Mm. Just again, like you would make an intentional choice of, you know, I shouldn't start drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. That's a bad choice in my day, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't just sit there and eat a whole gallon of ice cream. You know, that that's probably a poor choice. And so we make these intentional choices. And yet I found and the research is showing that we don't really make that intentional choice with our phone. Again, we have been highly conditioned and trained now by our phones. 
and and, and really what what are what the, the best apps and the best social media platforms are, have done is they've created places where we we're not even allowed or they don't even want us thinking and and so like one for one example uh, a researcher that i've pulled into my book uh he helped create infinite scroll which is the technology on instagram stories or these different places where you click on one story right and then it just keeps cycling through the next story it's mm-hmm. going to infinitely scroll mm-hmm. and they created that on purpose because they didn't want your mind to catch up and think about <laughs> Should I be doing this? Do I want to click? Do I want to watch on? It's making that decision for you. Mm. And so that's really the change that we've experienced in, in, in advertising and marketing past. You know, you'd, you'd be making a lot more choices. Now it's making those choices for you. So that's really where it starts is we at least have to start realizing, hey, I am making choices here. I have to be more disciplined and, uh, and I have to figure out some deeper reasons why my day is bigger than my distractions. So why is your day bigger than your distractions? Good question, and you're going to have to answer that one. Uh, what was that documentary a few years ago? I think it was The Social Dilemma. Is that the name of it? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. I remember mm-hmm. watching that and you know, thinking, well, this looks interesting. And then when they got into what they were doing, and I, and I get it. I mean, it's actually pretty brilliant marketing in a lot of ways. Uh, you kind of went, wow, they've got me. And yeah, it, it was a it was a wake up call for me. I went, oh, I, I better rethink because you realize how subtle it is, how powerful it is, uh, mm-hmm. and how unproductive it ends up being. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I, think, I mean, it, oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Yeah, no. I think a lot well, of people I was realize say, that. Yeah. The the researcher that I was quoting in the book, you know, he called it. You know, and you, it's funny. All these all these engineers who helped create all these technologies are all yeah. coming forward now and being like. I'm scared <laughs> right, I, and right. and I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> it's like Frankenstein is being unleashed and they're like, I'm sorry, I was a part of this, <laughs> but, but he called it that they were pretty much, they were trying to create behavioral cocaine is yeah. what they were trying to create. Yeah. And, and that phrase really hit me. I mean, that's a striking phrase to, to feel like, man, wow, th- this is something so addictive and yet we don't necessarily realize it. And so it is, it's like, where are we paying our attention? Mm-hmm. And, and even in the phrase, you're, you're making a transaction, you're making a payment. So where are you paying your choice attention? Are you paying it to things of worth, things of meaning, things that you would say are important to you? Or are you paying it to things that are fluff or distractions or drama nonstop or uh, just angst of this world? Yeah. And, and, and where are you investing your attention because as we all know where you invest you know that's that's an important choice and there's going to be the compound interest Mm -hmm. you're going to build on what you're investing in and i felt like for me i was investing in so much junk that's like no wonder why i don't feel like i'm getting much done in the day or i don't feel like i have enough time yeah it's like well i actually have way more time than i think i'm just not choosing to spend it wisely when I look, you know, it's sort of the way I use some of the social media, obviously we're on it right now, so I, I don't think it's all bad. But, you know, there's there are some positive things. Um, Lord knows that, that you know, uh, instructional videos on YouTube have, have helped me fix things way faster than I was able to do them in the past, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then, you know, with my kids being all out of the house, grown, married, um, it, you know, Instagram has actually been really great for kind of, getting a little peek into their lives now. Um, 
without having to call them and, and bug them incessantly and ask them what's going on. You know, and, and the, the pictures and things are great. So there are some things where I, I utilize social media. Um, you know, I'll be on my phone or whatever. Um, and I do come away feeling more connected, maybe more fulfilled in some ways, more informed in some very positive ways. But I also, I've been, you know, uh, it's, I think Facebook was kind of my go-to, um, where you do come away feeling more anxious and mm-hmm. irritated. I, is the, the feeling that is invoked in us after spending time doing these things, is that maybe a big telltale sign of kind of which direction? Because I think I, I view all technology as somewhat neutral in the sense that we can use it for good or we can use it for bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we look at maybe how what it's sparking in us to figure yeah. out if we're doing it the right way? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's it's just like, you know, you look at the the tree by the fruit that it's bearing, right? You know, so that that whole idea, I think you're I think you're exactly right. It's what what fruit is it bearing in your life? And and I do find it interesting, especially even with younger people. You know, I've worked with a lot of younger people, uh, young adults, 20-somethings, and it's always been so interesting to me that the email that I've gotten so much from from people that are struggling in their 20s, struggling to figure their life out, uh, and these are high, you know, typically high social media, high iPhone users mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, the email I used to get so much was I feel so alone. Yeah. Which... You know, I feel so isolated. And I think that's where that paradox that we really have to dive into in a lot of ways is how can we be globally connected at our fingertips at any point? And yet so many of us feel isolated, feel lonely, you know, loneliness levels are going through the roof. Yeah. We've never been more lonely as a culture, you know, to where even different insurance companies are doing studies. I think Cigna did a study and they were calling loneliness the epidemic, <laughs> you know, that that was worse for our health than smoking 10 cigarettes a day. Um, and so that's that's that interesting. How can you know we feel this connection? But is it is it is it as substantial as it was in the past when you were sitting in a room with somebody looking at the eyes? Uh, when you were giving them a hug, you know, they're just they're different aspects that you can't get yet through these platforms. We probably will be getting these at some point as they become more advanced. Um, but that is something to, I think, that we have to identify and study. You heard it here. Paul Angoni saying, put down your phone and pick up a pack of cigarettes. It's better for you. No. <laughs> it might be. Who knows? It might be better for your health <laughs> no. at this point. I don't know. That's not what we're saying. All right. Calm no, down. No, not at all. All right. This is the book. It's called Listen to Your Day by Paul Angoni. Uh, and it's, I, I think it's really just a good wake-up call to go, hey, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your attention? How can you do it better? When you – the title, Listen to Your Day. Yeah. What, what are you implying there? Because there's something, there's something in there that, that is not obvious, I think. Yeah, so this, it, this is way bigger than phones and social media. Yeah. This, is, this is more about this feeling of, it was really my theory, and, and it, it's not you know, outlandish theory, but, but especially from a faith perspective, I, I, you know, I feel like the Lord is giving us all the answers to our prayers every day. Mm. And yet so many of us are missing it, mm. you know, where we're going by him on that road, basically, because we're too busy. Uh, there's too much stuff going on, too much distraction. So we don't hear all this amazing revelation, all these ideas, um, all these answers that are coming our way, but we don't have ears to hear. Mm. 
which is what, you know, was warned about in the Bible, you know, that you, you won't have eyes to see and you won't have ears to hear. And I feel like we're living in that time more and more today than ever. And so that was really the theory of the book was, again, why is your day bigger than your distractions? And what are we missing out on by not having these moments of, of uh, silence, of rest, uh, of not taking that, you know, taking that 30 minute walk without listening to anything, yeah. you know, just bringing back some of these age old traditions uh, the, that we've done life with bringing those back. And, and I'm telling you, it's been uh, it's been wild for me as I've changed my practices throughout my day, how much rewarding it felt. I really wrote most of this book while I was on walks, hmm. while I was uh, uh, washing the dishes. Well, you know, that's when I was doing my best writing because I was opening myself up to listening to hearing, hmm. uh, instead of just let me fill my, my ears with some other distraction. So I don't have to think about my day. It's like, no, I want to think about my day. I want to hear what I'm, I, I'm going through so that I can then write it down. You ever been to what they call a dark area, a place in, and there's some places in the U S but outside the U S especially where there's not the, the light pollution and you can really see the stars you're seeing, you've been hmm. in any of those areas. Yeah, I used to work. I worked at a ranch in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, oh, yeah. and so and it, there was cliffs everywhere, and so sometimes they even block out the moon. So it was one of those feelings that where you couldn't even see the. It was, it's a it's a uh, alarming experience when you can't even see the hand in front of your face. <laughs> it can be, but when you can see the stars, we were in Angola in Africa, up away mm-hmm. from the coast, and it was dry. The moon wasn't coming up until about two a.m., and I saw the Milky Way. And the stars mm. in a way that I had never seen. And I've been to Alaska, you know, I've been to some other places, yeah. but th- what the sense of awe mm. when all the light pollution was gone of God mm-hmm. was really striking. Mm. And I think I, a little bit of what you're saying parallels that in, in saying if you just shut down the noise you actually can hear that still small voice better. Is that a little mm-hmm. bit of where you're going with this? Yeah, exactly. And that there, there's more found, there's more of that, you know, amazing revelation found in the small details of our day mm-hmm. than I think we realize. Yeah. And, uh, and it really is, it's, it's all those answers that we've been praying for. I, I feel like it's all there and God is, is walking you through that and he's wanting to show you and he's wanting to teach you. Um, but we really have shut our ears and we've closed our eyes. And and that's really where I'm trying to get to with this book is, is like you said, not that just the phone is bad, but really what are we missing throughout our day? So that's why in the book, there's lots of exercises and lots of prompts and lots of different exercises, basically almost to take an audit of your day okay. to really start again, paying attention to these aspects. And, and you'll be amazed at what you start seeing, what you start hearing, what you start finding, you know, those things that you thought, you know, I can't just can't find clarity in this part of my life. Well, I, I can almost promise you, you'll begin to find that clarity as you start changing these practices that I detail in the book. Well, give us, if you don't mind, give us an example of maybe one of those practices that maybe helped you as you were, uh, you know, doing this yourself. Yeah, I mean, e- even something simple, you know, as uh, again, how are we starting our day? You know, and, and there's been tons of books about this, but, you know, and most of us now are picking up our phone right away or turning <laughs> on the radio or yeah. watching TV, right. you know, just instantly jumping into the frenzy yeah. of the world. Yeah. And so instead it is, it's again, trying to just get back to the basics of, 
for me, it's, you know, I'm not, you do, I'm not going to pick up my phone for at least 30 minutes. I'm, I'm going to drink coffee. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to step outside. You know, studies have found that that's extremely helpful just to be outside, feel the sun if you mm. can, hear the birds. You just have this kind of calming, grounding experience. And then also thinking about, okay, what are my goals of today? Or what, what do I really want to focus my attention on today? So maybe it's not even necessarily a goal that you need to accomplish, but it's just what is important to me today. Yeah. And, and a- even asking yourself that one simple question, well, now you've given your mind really a map. You've given your mind a focus to say, hey, this is why our day is bigger than our distractions. This is really our why of today. Mm-hmm. So now when you do feel yourself being distracted, you'll have bigger reasons to say, no, I don't want to do that right now because because my yeah my four and two year old they're my focus today. Yeah. I really don't want to miss those moments today, right. or you know those moments with my spouse, or with my friends, or just with you know the work I'm doing, the book, the business that I, I really want to focus my attention because I want to make progress. I want to be productive, um, but I also I don't want to feel like I'm pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. So even something simple like that can can have big differences. Nothing, nothing worse than starting your day with a phone call related to work or something that immediately sets you in a frenzy and man, you're gone. Oh gosh. Like you're, you're worn out at the end of the day. I circling back to the, you know, the idea of loneliness, even while we're more connected than ever. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering if you experienced some of what, I mean, I, I have to be intentional about the people in front of me and, you know, this passage in scripture that says, you know, Jesus, who is my neighbor, you know, and, and the good Samaritan kind of thing, the translation there, uh, I think it's, it may be literal. If it's not literal, that it's, it's at least implied in the original language is that the idea of neighbor is not the people on the right and left of me on my street at home, but it's near one, the one who is near you. Hmm. I have been more guilty uh, you know, then not guilty of going through a day, having encounters with people, whether it's at, at a, you know, a, a restaurant or uh, a gro- grocery store, I mean, wherever you may be, um, having encounters with people, but not having any kind of real connection or communication, uh, just kind of brushing by people. And I think mm-hmm. from, especially from a Christian standpoint, and the you know the the idea that we are God's representatives here on earth that I've been convicted of that frankly mm-hmm. that you know I, I'm just brushing by all these people and having zero impact at all and it doesn't mean yeah. I have to hit every one of them with a track that tells them they're going to hell if they don't accept Jesus today yeah it's it's not that it's just it's just it's the fruit of the spirit it's being uh, kind to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's having self-control maybe in a service industry kind of situation where things are taking longer than they should and mm-hmm. exhibiting a being, being different, not being that irritating person that they're having to deal with all day, but being that person that says, right, look, things are a little rough. Yeah, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and having them just go, what, what's going on? And a smile, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how much of listening to the people God puts in front yeah. of us uh, is a part of listening to our day. Yeah, I have. I uh, that's so well put. And I had, you know, I have three or four chapters in the book that I just really focus on relationships, because mm-hmm. you're right. That that's such a big part of our day, and something that is being 
um, you know, there's so many layers now in front of the person that is sitting in front of them. Right. So, you know, there's so many distractions right. and really what you've described, you know, I, I had that same feeling of it, even when I go throughout my day or, you know, let's say you're on an airplane uh, on a flight now, you know, how many of us even say hello to the person that we're sitting next to? It's <laughs> like, how quickly can we get to our distraction? You know, <laughs> and it's like that 10 minutes before, you know, we're allowed to take our laptop out or something, you <laughs> right, know, it's right. like the scariest time on the flight. You're just like, put your hood over your head and just like, please, no one talk to me, you know, but, but I've often started thinking about what, what I've described as not so chance encounters. Mm. You know, we describe them as chance encounters. You know, I describe it as not, you know, what are the odds that you're sitting next to that person on this plane at this day and age yeah. right now, and you're all going to Milwaukee together. You know, what, what are the chances that you're in line with this person? And, uh, and you've just, you know, they've dropped something, you've helped them pick it up. You know, what are the odds that this is taking place? You know, I, I don't think it's a chance encounter. I think it's a not so chance encounter. And so are we giving really the Lord credit for, to, to be open to our day? to be open again to where the Lord is placing us in these, these places only we could be at that moment. And yeah, maybe there is something for us there and maybe it's for somebody else Mm -hmm. where it could be just a smile. It could be eye contact, exactly, which just shows somebody, Hey, I exist. I'm not just a machine behind the the cashier aisle, you know, that, that somebody actually has seen me and, and I, and I'm, maybe I do feel more worth my life now. Because this this friendly person has smiled at me and given me eye contact. It's given me hope for my day. Do, you know, and it can be that profound. Do you do you I don't I don't know where you live, but do you have quick trips in your area, the the gas station? No, I don't think we have quick no, trips. No quick trip. Okay. So that was a company started in, in Tulsa, or I actually think in Oklahoma City, but in Oklahoma. And I lived in, in, in Oklahoma for ten years. And I have a nephew who works at the corporate offices there. They actually started implementing a policy where they would say, they would make eye contact with as, as best they could uh, and say, hello, they would greet everyone that walked into their store. Hmm. And did you know that the, the, the crime dropped? Hmm. Their crime rate in quick trips was so much lower than, because hmm. what, they, what it was doing was saying, for better or worse, I mean, you know, hey, I see you. And people, yeah. good people felt warm and, and welcome in their stores. Anybody with ill intentions all of a sudden felt a little bit like maybe I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> Very yeah, interesting sure. psychological thing. But I actually yeah. find that, that you know, going through my day, whether it's in, in line where we're all waiting, you know, to order a meal or on a flight, like you said, I'll, I'll throw out the eye contact, the smile, and the, hey, how you doing? Just mm-hmm. a real casual. And you immediately get a real good... Uh, measure of the temperature of the person because some people will just yeah. shut you down they don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with you and that's okay that's yeah. where, you know you don't have to barge in yeah. other people will respond and i think that is, is a good way of of listening to the nonverbal or even verbal communication of the people that god puts in your path that allows for possibly more interaction it's not going to happen with everybody it's probably going to happen with yeah. the minority of people in your day Mm-hmm. But that simple step, it just opens it up 
to what God's putting in front of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'll even encourage, especially younger people, because I think younger people are struggling with this even more, you know, because yeah. they, they have grown up spending so much time yeah. on their phone and, and texting and, and Snapchatting is the way of communicating. So mm-hmm. eye contact can be very unnerving. Yeah. And for, for me as well, I, I'm not a I'm not an extremely extroverted person. And um and so I am shy. And, and so I do have to I have to be intentional about not just hiding away in a, in a, uh, a situation where I'm talking to somebody, you know, really being intentional about smiling and, and looking somebody in the eyes. But I encourage young people, even let's say when you're going to a conference and, uh, you know, it can be awkward to go to a big conference for a professional or, or, you know, whatever reasons. But I encourage people to do what I call the awkward wander, <laughs> where you don't even go to all the sessions where you just awkwardly wander around, you know, and and usually there's the tables lined up with everybody's trying to sell stuff, you know, all the vendors that are there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and nobody's, everybody's trying to avoid those people, you know, <laughs> and you try to walk right in the middle, you know, and the, and the, but it's like, I just started really practicing. It was a simple thing where I just started going to those tables just to, again, show those people, Hey, you know, you're a human and I've been behind those tables before. And I just want to talk to you just to make you feel like you're here for a reason yeah. and that you're important. Yeah. But, but also it was those experiences, you know, there was one time at a conference, I just went up, started talking to a lady. It was at a publishing house for, for, it was a major book publisher and she was just a, you know, a marketing lady selling books. And I just went and talked to her and smiled and said, Oh, I love your, I love the presentation here. I think you guys are doing a great job. And we started talking about what I was about. And then that led to, you know, her saying, I want to introduce you to the VP of marketing because I think he's going to love you. And, and that led to my second book deal. Wow. Uh, with Zondervan Publishers, just because I went up in an awkward wander and just mm. talked to the to the lady, and it changed the course of my life. So again, it's all these moments that we never know what we're gonna miss. But also, an, it, but also these moments, let's say with our spouse. So even bringing it back into our house, mm-hmm. or how much throughout the day, you know, sometimes I feel like my wife and I were so busy, we're around each other but we'll go through all the whole day and we'll never actually look at each other. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll be around yeah. each other all day, yeah. but you've never once stopped and, and, and held each other and looked at each other in the eyes and said, you know, how, how are you? Or I love you. You I know, these moments of connection. Huge. Yeah. Uh, guilty. Um, but you know, and, and also, uh, I've done, I've done exactly what you're talking about. Just stopped in the middle of it and, and just said, Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, do you need anything from me? Can I help you in any way? And it's amazing how that it took me three seconds to say this on the air. It'd take you, you know, five seconds to do it at home. It changes the the temperature of the room, the relation. Mm-hmm. It just these are it's it's funny. God God is in the mundane, someone said. I don't know if someone famous said yep. that. And and that, I think that's exactly a lot of what you're talking about in this is that, that just pay attention to what is right in front of you. I, I love it. Anything you want to add, I appreciate the conversations. I think it's very constructive if people will listen. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, again, we have so much at our fingertips. We have so much rich life throughout our day. You know, no matter what you're going through, you have so much insight and ideas and revelations. And maybe that idea is just sitting there. And and we just have to be more intentional about really being engaged, being alive, being open and listening throughout our day to what, the Lord is trying to teach us what he's trying to show us, how he's trying to answer your prayers. Um, so are we being uh, engaged and aware and open for that? 
And, uh, and, and my book hopefully is a great tool for that if you want to pick it up because there again, there's so many places to write in the book with, with questions that are going to prompt you, which again, you, you only see really what you're looking for. <laughs> you only see what you're looking for. So we make, we make a choice of what we want to pay attention to. It's not a passive endeavor. So what are you choosing to pay your choice attention to today? And I want you to think about that question and who knows what that begins to change in your day and in your life. All right, people. Uh, and in 60 seconds, I want you to walk away from your computer or put your phone down and, and go see what God's put in front of you. Because <laughs> you sat here and you watched this and, and I think God's trying to tell all of us something to say, hey, look, there are these opportunities out there. I'm putting them in front of you on purpose. Let's go connect with people. Let's make a difference. You will be so much happier and more fulfilled. It's actually a, a, a whole new way of living if you're not living there. Uh, and some of you do this. And this has just encouraged you. And you can encourage others by hitting that share button or by picking up Paul's book called Listen to Your Day. I want to show you Paul's website. It is allgrownup.com. looks just like that. More encouragement for you so you can follow up with him there. appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you again here on Life Today Live. You're the fruit. Exports.